If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod. Today is Valentine's Day. So it's Dr. P on the pod sending you, mm, wrapping you all up in some Valentine unconditional love from Dr. P. I hope you are having a very, 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 very special Valentine's Day. I hope you are just looking forward to all of the the cards and the flowers and the candy being taken out to dinner and all of those things that make your heart happy. If you're not getting any of those things from anybody, do something for yourself and make your heart happy. And if you don't feel like doing something for yourself, just take a deep breath and know that your breath is God's love just loving on you. And you know what? It really doesn't get any better than God's love loving on you. <laughs> yep, it's Thursday. It's Valentine's Day. And it is Dr. P on the pod. Well, today my special guest is Dr. LaPrincess Brewer, who is a cardiologist and assistant professor of medicine within the Mayo Clinic Division of Preventive Cardiology, Div- Department of Cardiovascular Medicine in Lord knows Rochester, Minnesota. Dr. Brewer, thank you so much for being on Dr. P on the pod. And you know, this is a special day because it's Valentine's Day. And we're talking about the heart on Valentine's Day. So we are so excited to have you on our program today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And this is, as you said, a wonderful and timely uh, time of the year to discuss heart disease and prevention in the African-American community, specifically for African-American women. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, we are excited because you've been hanging out with the bomb and Gilead now for several years. And uh, the Mayo Clinic, you know, we, we love we love the Mayo Clinic. Everybody wants if they get sick, they love where is the Mayo Clinic? If I can just get to the Mayo Clinic. So we are just honored and so proud that we have a dear friend and a team and a partnership uh, with the Mayo Clinic. So that's just really excited, exciting. Um you know, when we think about uh, cardiovascular disease in the African-American community and in women, it is one of, another one of those diseases that's off the chain. Alarming rates among black women, alarming rates among black men. Why is that? And what do we need to do? Now, you know, we don't have all day to talk about this <laughs> major conversation. But, um, you know, you are expert in clinical, uh, a clinical expert in prevention around cardiology. So let's talk about, you know, prevention and then let's go to management, treatment and care. Yeah, so I just wanted to just throw out a couple of statistics here um, that can really show the the gravity of the problem and health disparities within the African-American community and among women. Um, So cardiovascular diseases kill nearly 50,000 African-American women annually. That's annually. And of African-American women ages 20 and older, about half have some form of heart disease. 
And interestingly, only a third of us African-American women are aware that heart disease is our number one cause of death. So if we're going to prevent disease, we have to recognize the problem. And the reason why we have these health disparities are, are very complex. Um, it's not only, you know, just lifestyle um, uh, amongst African-American women, but also just um, structural, um, the built environment, the physical environment, and, and, and just not being able to exercise and to eat healthy. And we call that, you know, the social determinants of health. Um, and heart disease is also more common among African-American women than white women, and as are some of the risk factors that increase the risk of developing it, like high blood pressure, overweight, and diabetes. So it's my job as a preventive cardiologist to help get on top of these risk factors so that we won't develop heart disease in the first place. You know, I always think I'm having a heart heart attack, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. what, what are some of the, the symptoms of a heart attack? And I have not been diagnosed with heart disease. It's just that sometimes when I have indigestion, I think it's heart disease, you know. And I often say, you know, is this, am I misdiagnosing myself here? So what are some of the uh, symptoms of, you know, heart disease? Yes, yeah, so in particular for heart attacks, the most common symptom um, of women presenting is chest pain. That's common for both men and women, actually. But unfortunately, women actually um, experience atypical symptoms. So they can have, um, like you said, um, kind of like an indigestion-type feeling. They can have shortness of breath, dizziness, back pain, neck pain. And we're just more likely to have those atypical symptoms. And this um, it can make us less likely to actually present to the hospital for help. So those are some of the key symptoms that you have to look out for. So if you notice anything different, you know, I would suggest just going to the emergency department. It's better to be safe than sorry. Well, you know, that, that comes to the, to, to the myth of how we live our daily lives. Because one of the challenges is that we live, we live our daily lives in the, oh, it's nothing. Oh, I just need to take some apple cider vinegar and some water, and I just have a little, you know, indigestion. Oh, you know, I have some back pain today. Oh, that ain't nothing but authorized. You know, there's so many things that's often, you know, um, happening with us that we just brush off as I can just, you know, take some peppermint tea or do something <laughs> that, you know, grandma or mama told me to do or something I've been doing for the last 40 years. Uh, and so I miss my opportunity or I don't tell myself I have to go to uh, the doctor, you know, so you know, I know you work with uh, minority communities and you're so involved with, you know, just the, the culture of us, you know, the culture of us. Yeah. What would you say, you know, to to that, the, the sister or the brother, you know, you know, I just don't feel, I got some chest pains today, but I'm just going to take some apple cider vinegar and some water and I know I'll be feeling all right later on. You know, I would say take charge of your health. We want you to be around, and we know that you want to be around for your family and your community. So seek help, and not only seek help when you're having problems or having symptoms, really just go for your, to get your routine checkups and know your numbers. So know your blood pressure, know your cholesterol, your blood glucose, and work with your doctor to improve any of these numbers that are not normal. Because again, we want you around, we want you for your community, and we want you to be as productive as possible. 
Absolutely. You know, uh, at our Healthy Churches 2020 conference uh, last November, and you were there, uh, Dr. Valerie Montgomery Rice, who's the president of uh, Mohouse School of Medicine, uh, she said something that stuck with me, and I'm just you know, excited to uh, conquer or over um, to overtake, if you if you will, um, the alarming rates of health disparities in Black communities. We were we must address three things. We must address poverty. We must address education, the lack of, and we must address cardiovascular disease. And so those three things, as far as she was concerned, we had to tackle if we were serious about dismantling health disparities in our community. So I want to, you know, talk to us a little bit about what do you think Dr. Rice meant when she said, you know, uh, cardiovascular disease is a component that we really have to get serious about it, uh, addressing, you know, uh, systemically if we're going to really dismantle health disparities. How does cardiovascular disease affect the entire body? Yes. Yeah, so I was there for her wonderful talk and I was truly inspired as well. And I was really um, pleased that she did bring up, again, those social determinants of health, that we can't continue to ignore those if we're going to truly make an impact on cardiovascular disease and improving the cardiovascular health of the African-American community. So cardiovascular disease leads to um, debility. So when you have heart failure um, and heart attacks and things, you, again, you aren't able to be a productive member of society and live your best life, as the young people say. So, you know, I, I really do think that we are going to have to come together as a collective body and not only, you know, promote heart health, but also just promote the culture of health within our communities. So we need to make this uh, kind of normal uh, to live a healthy lifestyle um, and, you know, just to really, really focus on uh, family um, and togetherness and how we can be healthy together. That's 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 a wonderful ideal. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a wonderful ideal. Mm. You are um, uh, seeing patients every single day at the Mayo Clinic, and as you see uh, your 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 patients, what are some of the um, some of the intersections of uh, your patients that you could share with us that seems to be those those items, if you will, that uh, or symptoms or um, cultural nuances or anything that make you say, ha, you know, why am I all constantly seeing this particular thing as I see more and more um, African-American patients or just cardiovascular regardless of what their ethnic group is? Yes, I think uh, oftentimes patients come in um, and they want either a magic pill um, that's going to, you know, kind of cure them of everything or um, make it very easy um, for them to um, integrate a healthy lifestyle. But I just try to encourage patients to take one step at a time. They actually get overwhelmed when you say, okay, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to exercise every day, you got to eat healthy, um, you have to take your medications. Um, I would say when you're trying to adapt a healthy lifestyle, take one step at a time because otherwise you're just going to give up. Um, so choose one thing that you're going to do this week and focus on that. And then the next week, do another thing. So whether that's, you know, I'm going to cut back on some of that fried chicken or I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables, um, just make small goals because these small goals can lead to um, 
great improvements in your heart health. Um, so, you know, I, I really do see that a lot, patients coming in and saying, I know what I need to do, but I just don't know where to get started. So I, you know, encourage patients just to start one step at a time. You know, um, when I was uh, with you out in Rochester, Minnesota, you were talking to me about your new app, uh, your, your new health app. And I just thought about that. How is that health app going that you are working on? Yes, it is going very well. We actually just had our um, paper published in the Journal of General Internal Medicine. And just to give our listeners a kind of summary of what our uh, app is, um, it's called the FAITH app. And FAITH stands for Fostering African American Improvement in Total Health. And it is a digital application uh, which promotes heart health among African American churches. And on the app, at the heart of it, are education modules on key risk factors for heart disease, whether that's blood pressure, hypertension, high cholesterol, diabetes. Um, and we also integrate a sharing board to keep everyone connected socially, um, similar to a Facebook or Twitter feed in which um, our participants can share um, their challenges and successes with lifestyle change, um, and then we also have a tracker on there for you to track your diet and your physical activity. And our participants um, in our research study um, actually had improvements uh, in their diet. They were eating more fruits and vegetables. They were more physically active and they reduced their blood pressure. That was a major win for us. So we're hoping that this app will eventually be available for anyone to download, um, but our next step is to expand to more churches, more African-American churches to help to improve their heart health. Well, you know, we, you know, we are excited about that, uh, and uh, I'm happy to be a, a partner with this Faith app, and I'm looking forward to the next step in it, and hopefully it'll be ready for everybody, um, more yeah. and more churches uh, as we go through 2019, headed down to Healthy Churches 2020 in November. I think that is uh, such a needed um, app. I could see us using it in our diabetes prevention uh, programs in, uh, in all of our churches throughout these five states and beyond. So, you know, thank you so much for the work you're doing to get this faith app <laughs> out mm -hmm. into the world. We just, you just got uh, published um, uh, about uh, where the bomb in Gilead and our partnership with Mayo was mentioned. Um, yeah. We are excited. We're sending that out this week. Tell us a little Excellent. bit about that editorial. Thank you. Yes, we were really excited to have our um, paper published in the American Journal of Public Health, and it's entitled, We've Come This Far by Faith, The Role of the Black Church in Public Health. And within it, we actually highlight the bomb in Gilead and how it brings together faith-based organizations to combat health disparities. And we were just so impressed with the bomb in Gilead. Um, in 2015, that first year, we attended the conference, and we've uh, been there ever since. Um, and we were inspired by you all to include you in this article as an exemplar of what we should be doing as an African-American collective in partnership with the black church to improve the heart health of African-Americans. So we just want to thank you for your leadership 
and all that you're doing to fight health disparities and improve cardiovascular disease within the African-American community. You know, I thank, I thank God for you too. You know, you are um, a sister beloved and all of the entire um, Mayo team, and we are continuous to continue to be excited about our partnership um, with Mayo, uh, our, our um uh, partners at, in, in Minnesota and those in Arizona and those in Jacksonville, yeah. uh, Florida. We are so connected. I think I talk to one of those team members somewhere every week about something. Uh, so it is, mm-hmm. it is truly divine. So listen, we are bringing getting ready to bring our conversation to a close with Dr. Brewer. And uh, Dr. Brewer, tell us what, whatever's on your heart that you want our listeners across the United States to know today about cardiology. It's Valentine's Day. Give them, give them, give them a word, Sister, Sister Dr. Brewer. Give them a word. Excellent. So I did have a word for you, and I'm glad that it's Valentine's Day. We have to protect our heart so that we can be there for our loved ones. And I wanted to end here just with some 10 commandments for a healthy heart, if you will. So number one, know your risk factors for heart disease. Number two, talk to your doctor about reducing your risk of heart disease. Number three, have your blood pressure checked regularly. Number four, know your cholesterol numbers. Number five, have your blood sugar checked for diabetes. And number six, do not smoke cigarettes or use other tobacco products. Number seven, eat for your heart health. Number eight, get regular physical activity at least 30 minutes a day. And you don't have to do that all at once. You can split that up into 10 minutes at a time. Number nine, aim for a healthy weight. And number 10, know the signs and symptoms of a heart attack and the importance of seeking medical help immediately. And this is adapted from the National Institutes of Health, the Heart Truth, uh, for women to prevent heart disease in the African-American community. Well, there you have it. Dr. La Princess Brewer, our sister cardiologist out there in cold Minnesota, uh, <laughs> cold Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you, my dear sister. Thank you for being our guest on Dr. P on the pod on Valentine's Day. Happy uh, Valentine's Day, everyone. Amen. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. We've been talking to Dr. La Princess Brewer about cardiology and uh, and its effect on our our heart and prevention. And she gave us the Ten Commandments for uh, living with a better heart. But we would be remiss if we didn't really talk to a brother, a brother like you, Jeff, a brother who is happily married, fabulous wife, three beautiful uh, girls. Mm. You know, Jeff, you and I, we talk a lot, and I'm just so happy you took the time to be on Dr. P on the pod today. I just want to hear some, want to hear from a brother and how special Valentine's Day is to a brother. Go for it, Jeff. Let us know how. Tell us about a brother's perspective on Valentine's Day. So, yes, thanks for having me on Dr. P on the pod. I've been listening for a while now, and I appreciate the invitation. So yes, from a brother's perspective, I know a little bit about love and more of what doesn't show up in the conversations regarding love and popular culture. One thing that I think is the most important is love is a verb, is what you do. It's the giving of yourself. 
And so as we come into the val- come into Valentine's Day, all too often we're looking at what the other person is doing for us as opposed to what we're doing for the person. And when the other person isn't given, we feel like we're getting slighted some kind of way because they're not giving us what we think we need from the relationship. When the feeling that you get from love is actually coming from what you do. And so in my relationship with my wife, with my kids, I try as much as possible to be loving, whether it be through my words, my actions and deeds, because that's going to reciprocate the feeling that I have inside about those people. And so that's a little tidbit on if you want to create love, you want to get that feeling. You know, I say a lot of times I'll see somebody that says, man, I got this person that's stalking me. They're waiting for me outside my job. They're writing all kinds of cards. And I'm not, I don't want no part of that person. Well, the reason, the reason why that stalker is feeling like they love the person is because of everything that they're doing. Now, that's creepy. You don't want to be a stalker. You want to be in a relationship where you both feel the same way. But the feeling comes from doing those things. When I'm giving you flowers, writing you cards, thinking about you in certain ways, you're going to have the feeling. So let's try to be in a, a mindfulness of what we're giving to the people that we love in our life and in our relationships. Thanks, Jeff. And you know, you know, we're talking about love and because it's Valentine's Day today. But you know, you have three beautiful girls, you know, and we know that those three beautiful girls of yours are going to mirror, you know, um, your love for Rachel and your wife and Rachel's love for you. You know, how do how do you set the, the consciousness of love in your home and in your life uh, for your girls? Well, for me personally, it's it ha- I I live love, right? I try to live it because your children, my children, are not going to see what I'm saying about it. They're going to see what I'm actually doing about it. And so, I mean, early on in life, I really try to promote that within my own actions to exude that love out because that's what ends up coming back. And so um, it's kind of, I mean, even if you haven't been doing it, it's a practice and then the practice turns into a habit and then it's not something that you consciously have to do anymore. And so it's really just years of being a, a loving person that creates that. I mean, it just creates it. Wow. Listen, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for giving us your time. And it's always good when you just pop in and can pop in and be on Dr. P on the pod. Thanks, Jeff. If it's Thursday, it's Dr. P on the pod and it's Valentine's Day. I am wishing each and every one of you a happy, happy Valentine's Day. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing except love, except love. Be loving to yourself, be loving to your neighbor. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm, Keyword, 
love yourself so you can love your neighbor righteously. Hey, mm -hmm. I'll see you next week. It's Thursday and it is Dr. P on the pod. We're out.